Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 16th episode of the Trojan Venture Podcast. Vivek and I are back strong at school um, at this time, but we're really excited for another guest. Vivek, how are we doing? I'm doing all right. Really just, you know, trying to get into school, get that stuff going. But other than that, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the hurricane wasn't exactly that bad. So it's it seems like school's off to a good start. But uh, today we have another great guest to have on the podcast. Today, Vivek and I are excited to welcome Jamie McLaughlin, CEO and founder of Monday Talent. Monday Talent is a recruitment agency geared towards the modern workforce with specializations in the communications, marketing, and creative fields. Jamie started his career in the financial services sector with roles at Standard Life and Thompson's Online Benefits. After time in financial services, Jamie made the transition to the recruitment industry, serving as a director at Hanson Search from 2005 to 2012, and founder and president of Capstone Hill Search from 2012 to 2019. Jamie went on to start Monday Talent in 2020 and has been doing it ever since, and we could not be more excited to hear about his personal story and what him and Monday Talent are up to. So should we get him on the call? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for coming on the show. Probably great to see you guys. So we have a lot to get to today, and really excited to have you on because Vivek and I wanted to learn more about the recruitment space and space that's rapidly evolving. And so we thought you'd be just kind of a perfect guest to discuss that with. But before we kind of go into what Monday Talent does and kind of get into the weeds of things, could you just tell us about what motivated you to found Monday Talent? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of a short and a long answer to that, I guess, but I'll give you that. Maybe I'll give you the abridged medium sized version of that but um i mean i've been working i, I started as a financial advisor uh, in london uh, i won't say how long ago because it aged me but quite a few years ago um and it just wasn't really what you know what i wanted to do sort of long term so kind of fell into recruitment wasn't very good at it but um but basically i've spent the vast majority of my career in recruitment so um so it's kind of a it was a fine Finding Monday Talent was really a, a sort of a natural progression for me career-wise. Um, it's uh, one of the things about re- recruitment is is that you you there's a point that you get to where um, where you, uh, you you're, you're winning clients yourself, you're placing the candidates yourself, you're managing all the relationships, and you kind of think, well, why don't I just do this myself? Um, it doesn't take there's not many overheads for um you know to be a to be a recruiter particularly in the world now i mean um 15 20 years ago there was a few more but you can you know set up an email address a website um uh, you know databases are very easy to come by linkedin everyone has access to so it's kind of it's pretty easy to to get yourself going um and um i was i was working with um i was working with a, a, a fa- i actually found an, another other uh, recruitment firm I had to put something more in my image more in my mold more in my philosophy and um and that's why I found uh, that's why I found Monday Talent. Awesome so could you just take me through some of Monday Talent's use cases? Yeah um absolutely um what as in a favor of kind of sort of the type of work that we do? Yeah that works absolutely. Uh, Perfect yeah so we I mean we work uh, we we don't have an industry vertical, so we, we're not healthcare, we're not financial services, uh, we're not technology. Our vertical is is marketing, communications, creative, 
advertising and anything in that in that sort of anything in that sort of world so so we work with C. So we work with um, we work with marketing and advertising and communications agencies. We work with huge brands, uh, you know, Fortune Fortune five hundred. We also work in higher education and um, and um, and nonprofit um, and nonprofit as well. But um, for one example is LVMH is one of our biggest clients. Um, we work with them at the corporate level, um, but then we also work with their subsidiary brands as well. So Louis Vuitton, Dior, Fresh, Jay Z's champagne brand, Armand Briac. So um, we have a it's a real real mix. Of, it's a real real mix of work that we do. We also work with big advertising agencies as as I mentioned as well, um, and we recruit people across levels. So we're not. We, know, we don't just do the senior stuff so you know, we don't just do c-suite stuff i mean that's what i tend to do because it's my business and i've been doing it the longest but we recruit anything from sort of two years to uh to 52 years yeah um recently you know we played example of our work is that we replaced uh we placed a, a ceo at a digital marketing agency um uh, they came to us because they uh, we have a real focus on DEI and I and they didn't want someone that looked like me basically. So um, you know we found them a we found them a woman of color, uh, and then after that we built a C suite around that person as well. So they placed HR, placed uh, growth, placed for finance. So that, across that C suite as well, a little bit of operations work there as well. Um, and then for LVMH, for example, we work on such a variety of roles from e-commerce to HR to PR. So a re again, real, real mix of work that we do. The, the thread for us, other than the marketing and communications, is the DEI side of things that we do a lot of work in. And you'd mentioned before that you guys are specializing in marketing communications, and that differs from other industries such as finance and other other industries as well. And I would say personally, one of the biggest things that recruitment firms or companies have to do is to be able to identify great talent. And yeah. so what would you say are some of the differences between identifying great talent in the marketing communications field compared yeah. to maybe other fields such as financial services? Yeah, that's a great, that's a really, really good question. And, and that's one of the reasons why we have that niche is because it's maybe not as straightforward as um, if you're working on a you know finance role or a tech or a tech focused role as well, because a lot of the things that um, our clients are looking for with marketers are um, not instantly recognizable on someone's resume. So a lot of marketers have, have MBAs, uh, for example. Um, but if you're in finance, there's usually you go to a certain school, you, then you do a then you do a, a post grad. Then you then you do your internship here, and then you then you move your way up that sort of ladder, and it's kind of it's 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 there's a, there's often a set path. Not always the case, of course, but there's often a set path. Whereas in in marketing, there's a lot there's often a lot more nuance, and it's it's not it's not necessarily the school you went to, or even or even the you know the first two places you worked in your resume is often it's often dictated by what you might call softer skills um and and often you know testing for things like creativity for example isn't again it's not something that's sort of instantly recognizable on, on the resume so there's a lot of things that go into there's a lot of things that go into selecting uh, candidates in our world that aren't just looking at someone's resume and then having a sort of 
a, a very um, structured in interview process. It, you know, it can come down to likability. It can come down to adaptability. It can come down to, as I, as I mentioned, creativity. Um, uh, it can come down to someone's instinct or understanding of trends and 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 uh, environments and 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 the like. So we have to do a lot of networking. Uh, we have to do a lot of interviewing on the phone or in person. And and but the great thing is, the more you do it, the more you get an understanding of it. So um, I know you do C-suite recruiting, but what are some tips you have for, you know, college kids looking to get entry-level jobs in marketing now? Like, what are some tips you recommend for them? I do a lot of junior stuff, as I said, but I do actually lecture at a lot of universities, actually. So, um, so um, uh, uh, I'm le Columbia next week, for example, I haven't lectured at USC, though, but I, I, I know the USC Annenberg uh, School of Communication Journalism pretty well, actually. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think a, a, a lot of the things that people, are, you, you go to great, a great school, so that's kind of a given, you know, that's the door opener. And then a lot of the things that um, a lot of the things that people hire at the graduate level isn't, you know, of course, it's great to have internships, it's great to go to a good school, it's great to do extracurricular things. I often look for the thing. I'm a big team sports person or a sports person in general, but I played a lot of team sports, football, rugby, my football, not yours football. Um, and um, so, you know, you can look you, you can look for those things. But for me, at the junior level, a lot of the things are free. It's about attitude. It's about turning up on time. It's about being adaptable. It's, it's about being able to um, take direction. Um, it's about uh, it's about being curious. It's, it's about putting your hand up and asking the right questions at, at the right time. Um, again, likability. Uh, all, all, so there's a lot of things that I hire on there. I mean, one of my best recruiters um, at Monday came from working in a, in a city school in Baltimore. Uh, but we loved her style, her approach, her, her compassion, her um, her um, you know her ability to under, you know pick the, pick uh, complicated issues up quickly. Uh, empathy. So, so there's a lot of things there that are, that are free, which is really comes down to sort of attitude and and how you you know follow through and and how you um, and how you know getting things done as as well. So um, so often that's you know that's what separates because unfortunately there's a lot of people come out of USC and other great schools um, as well. So it's it's often as I said attitude and and um, and um, aptitude and how you apply all that. And Monday Talent serves both sides of the recruitment ecosystem from clients to candidates. Right. And so what would you say are some of the the differences or the challenges that kind of go into serving both of those markets? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've only really ever done that, what we call a 360 approach to recruitment. Um, and, and all of my consultants uh, have that 360 approach. Um, I think if you, to really... Um, to really, really be able to service your clients and really, and really be able to understand what your candidates need is so important for you to to understand both sides of things. Um, otherwise, a lot of stuff can get lost in translation. If you've got, you know, if you're if you're representing the ca the candidate and you're feeding information to the person that's representing the client, you know, I think a lot of stuff can get lost in translation. I don't think you're ever going to understand the client the way you should for the candidate, and vice versa for the candidate and 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 the client. So. Having that holistic 360 approach to to the recruitment space, I think for me is very, very important. There is, um, again, there's always, you know, there's always a counter argument for that. But um, I think to truly serve both sides, you, you know, serving both sides is, is, is the best way to do it. So like 
how has the uh you know recruiting process within communications and marketing and creative fields overall uh changed really in the last 10 or 15 years yeah i mean there's i mean we had a huge change about 15 years ago with linkedin uh, which um which is kind of a i don't know it's it's sort of a, uh, something we will have to deal with to put up with. It's probably not everyone's favorite platform. Um, you know, if it's it's great for us in other ways, it's very very frustrating. So that um, uh, and I'm sure that's the that's the client experience, that's the candidate experience as well. But that's like you know all all um, social media uh, platforms, particularly ones that are focused on business, is always going to be good 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 and bad. So but I don't again LinkedIn probably came out longer than 15 years ago, but but I think that's really when it sort of took off probably about that. So that was that that there's a lot of predictions that was going to be the death of recruitment um because you know it could literally just um you know i could just message vivek and say do you want this job and um and and he says yes or no or, or, or let's chat um but it didn't really pan out that way it gave it gave a lot of people the ability to showcase their work you know basically have an online resume allow the people to interact you can post jobs you can apply for jobs so which is all which is all great um but it didn't replace what we do which is which is executive search um which you know which is much more of a white glove approach to things um and it is about it is about building relationships building trust build, building personality um not just you know sending your resume to jobs at coca-cola.com and, and never hearing back it's you know hope you know it's having a human on the other side side of things um now um now we're at you know now ai is uh you know is is affecting every industry uh, i don't think it's an industry that it, that, that it won't affect it's kind of to uh, it's to be determined how how that will affect uh how that will affect um re recruitment we are using ai at the moment uh, not on a industrial scale but certainly to um allow us to you know to do a lot of the heavy lifting for us for us to you know to 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 do research for us um you know to craft certain messages advertising even some of our branding as well so there's always um there's always the industry is always in flux and there's always um there's always things that um uh there's always that push and pull where technology helps or or, or detracts but I'm pretty confident that you know humans will always want to talk to the humans and um and and trust well again i'm a fool to make predictions but trust will always be more important from a human to human relationship rather than human to computer so the technology if, if you're asking me is actually you know made my probably made my job a lot easier to be honest um i know my first boss in, in recruitment used to um you know you, you used to have to ring up uh, used to have to ring up companies and you know and try and get names from them by lying and you know sort of saying that you're I don't know you're conducting a survey who works in this department um, you used to have to use fax machines to send people's resumes to to to, to a like so so there's a you know there's a we've been able to speed up the process absolutely um, but as I said I don't think um, that sort of that bespoke uh, human touch is is ever is, is ever going to uh, go away but again. Ask me that in five years when I'm unemployed and uh, and cursing the, the the sort of the the charge of AI, then uh, you know that could be that could be very different. And you talked about earlier one of the main focuses of Monday Talent is your DEI initiatives, hmm. and I noticed obviously after doing some research that you guys are partnered with a bunch of different strategic hiring organizations. Um, kind of for diversity recruiting and for underprivileged people that in order to increase opportunities. And so could you kind of take me through some of those partnerships and why you think those are really important? 
Yeah, look, if you go on any recruiter's website, they'll say it's, there'll be something about diversity. Um, there'll be, um, you know, there'll be some, you know, there'll be some um, statement about that and, you know, what, you know, what they believe in. Um, but uh, the reality is often very different and, and for, understand, for understandable reasons. But um, when I started, uh, you know, when I actually moved to, when I, when I moved to New York, uh, from London, you probably noticed this isn't a Brooklyn accent. So when I when I moved from London to New York, I had access to all this diverse talent. Um, you know, unfortunately, London uh, business world is extremely uh, extremely white. Um, so when I moved to New York, you know, just I by accident just hired a very diverse uh, group of people, and it just honestly it was more fun. Um, it was more exciting. It was just it was you know, it was just more uh, more more compelling. Uh, and then the business, it, it, the business accelerated and grew um, uh, exponentially. Um, and there's many, many studies, including from McKinsey and um, PwC, um, and it's proven that uh, you know the more diverse your team, um, the the more money you make. Um, so if, if you want to take it from a super capitalistic point of view, if you have if you if you have a diverse team, you make more money, um, which is should be the argument anytime anyone tries to talk about diversity but in order for us to be you know truly diverse to be attracting new new diverse talent into the industry um and to, and to have a really understanding of of that um of the de and i world which is ever evolving and ever changing you know we wanted to have real strategic partnerships with with organizations um which uh which allows us you know which builds our knowledge base which builds our trust and understanding of that you know of that area makes us more authentic um and and then you know for want of a much better phrase give back a little bit as well so you know, we work with commercial organizations like colorcom which is a a group of uh, a group for women of color predominantly in communications so not only uh, do we, um, uh, you know, work with them at, and go to their events, we also they're actually a client of ours as well, so we recruit on behalf of them. Um, um, so that's a two-way uh, program. Then we work with uh, Morgan State um, HBCU, uh, very storied HBCU. We work with their um, strategic uh, marketing communications department, uh, which is pro bono work. So that's um, you know we we work with the students at, in their first year and also their final year. Um, get first year getting them on track, helping them focus on what they want to do and work on and, and, and help, you know, focus in their career. And then when they're, you know, just before they're graduating, um, getting their LinkedIn up to date, getting their resume up to date, introducing them to people in, in, in marketing and advertising communications. Um, and we also have internships within our business as well for people to um, uh, for, for people to join and, and work for us. One of them, Diamond, she just started today, actually. So, so um, um, it's it's um, it's it, I, we just think partnerships um, are just so so important. Um, for, as I said, for for all manner of reasons, to make you know and to make us authentic, to give us better understanding of things, um, and also to as I said, to you know, create a you know create a new talent pipeline as well to get to get new people into the industry. So you mentioned that you do C-suite recruiting. Um, <laughs> Like, what are some common qualities that you see among, you know, recruits for that sort of level of position? Like, what are the qualities and characteristics they often have? Yeah, um, I think that, I mean, that, I think that, you know, that, that obviously varies. Um, I think that obviously varies from uh, from industry to industry and also types of roles as well. You know, um, a chief growth officer has a very different mindset to um, a chief um, human resources officer, uh, for example. But... I know um, 
I know in our world that we work in, it's um, we're, we're always looking for, uh, we're always, we are often the roles that we work on in the C-suite are about growth and about change and about transformation. Um, so we're always looking for people that um, aren't necessarily there to keep the train on the tracks. We 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 naturally um, we we naturally um, gravitate towards um, individuals who um, are growth orientated, um, who want to um, build, diversify, who want you know who are intellectually curious. Um, who um, you know are there to really exact change rather than uh, rather than um, yeah they keep the train on the tracks or you know even come in to sort of fix fix a broken business or uh, put some fires out um, or squeeze the life out of a you know a certain part of business but that's often when we're kind of known for that so that's what we kind of naturally pick up those kind of roles as well but for us you know we, we what gets us most excited is if we can help business grow, prosper. Um, and look, sometimes that is come in and fix something first and then grow. But often we're, we're looking for those um, C-suite people that are there to, you know, to transform businesses um, rather than wind them down or, or, you know, just keep the lights on for a couple of years. Um, so, you know, CEO search are working at the moment. The CEO is, they want the CEO to come in grow the business for three to four years um, and then um, and then there will be some sort of exit whether that's merger acquisition uh, maybe even a management buyout um, but that's very much they want to grow the business exponentially um, and then exit we work with quite a lot of private equity businesses as well um, and they bring us in um, often you know they might buy a uh, buy an agency or buy a business um, and again private equity is all about you know all about return on investment so um, once they've made that purchase often the the existing CEOs moved on and we come in and find them a, a CEO that can you know, double triple their business in, in the next four five six years as well so um that's often what what we're known for and what we're brought in to do as well and speaking about growth which you just just mentioned I think there's sometimes a balancing act between and this can happen in any business between how fast can we grow while also making sure that the clients we do have for providing them with a great experience. Yeah. And so as Monday Town has grown and your client base has obviously gotten bigger, how have you gone about trying to keep that balance between, you know, obviously we're trying to expand our client base, but also making sure that we're giving the best quality experience. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a fantastic question. It's the, it is, it's, the, it's the sort of dilemma that you have when you run a business, really. It's, um, and, 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 and add to that as well, it's, you know, you, Culture is very, very important in my business um, as as well. So, um, so you know, we also are very aware, aware of our staff as well that we don't want you know to uh, to grow so quickly that we lose our, what we think is a very unique, um, inclusive, equitable, and diverse culture ourselves. So, um, so it's kind of it's not we're we're looking at um, we're, we're looking at our clients, of course, but we're also looking at our team as well to make sure that they're not left behind or left, you know, marginalized or um, overlooked. So, um, so it is, it is, it is a, it's a balance act, a balancing act. I know in, in 2021, for example, which is the most extraordinary time in the recruitment market, you know, great resignation. Um, it was, you know, salary levels went through the roof. Um, everyone was just you know, hiring um just uh constantly it felt like um so you know and then what you know we i think we you know we probably that year tripled in size um also uh, you know not in terms of number of people um number of clients revenue um so 
Um, and it's it's very tempting just to sort of just keep, you know, keep keep your foot down. Um, um, but there was a point where we, you know, we had, you know, we were saying no, no to some business um, as well. In a in a quieter market now, you kind of kick yourself for doing that. Um, but but we are, you know, we we have a uh, we have a philosophy that you know we wouldn't we don't, don't take searches on that we're not going to be able to fill. Um, the advertising marketing world is very very small. If we get the reputation for uh, you know for taking on searches um, and not um, and um, not uh servicing them that will get around very very quickly and then we won't get searches next so so um if you know so sometimes we have to turn down business we may but we, you know, we do that we do that uh conscientiously we do that um and, and often we'll make recommendations i you know we can't do this but speak to our you know friends here who are very good at that that, that sort of area as well but we are you know we are very um conscientious of that because we really don't want to um take on uh, on searches that we can't fulfill and also as you know as you mentioned eric um you know then you know and, and then not service the clients that we've uh, that we've got a, we've got we've got on the books at the moment so it's yeah it's a real it's a balancing act um it's not that big an issue in the market at the moment which is you know, certainly flatter than we've seen before but in in real bull markets, um, um, it's it's something you have to be very very aware of. But we're not afraid to say no. Um, but we do it, you know, we do it in a fair way and uh, a transparent way. Um, and uh, I'd rather that if I was a client than someone say, yeah, we'll do your search, and then you know, two months later you've seen one candidate or something like that. Awesome. So, what is one area in which Monday Town is looking to grow or improve over the next year? um what market did you say or one area um that's a that's another great question is that on the list i don't remember that one <laughs> i haven't prepped for that one um so one area yeah i mean well yeah we i mean i certainly think we're we're doing extraordinary work in the luxury space at the moment um which is which is fantastic um you know, we work with the world's largest uh, luxury business, so um, we would, you know, but we certainly want to strengthen our relationships within that within that world. Um, we, you know, um, and you know, focusing on on LVMH because they, you know, they're constantly buying new businesses, growing new businesses. Um, so certainly, we would sort of want to double down. Uh, we'd, we'd want to double down in the uh, in in the luxury space. Um, I think from Monday talent's point of view, um, where we would um, where we would want to evolve our business and diversify our business uh, would be uh, we're in the process of of, of um, have been doing this and are in the process of doing is to build out a tech stack uh, as well. I mean, I, I can't talk about it too much, um, but certainly there is we see opportunities in uh, in DE and I. Um, and technology as well, with the use of AI as well, um, to make um, to make the recruitment process fairer, easier to find, you know, diverse talent, quicker to find, and also, you know, also transparent process um, as well. Because often it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a transparent process. So, um, so certainly would want to double down in the luxury space and then build out uh, Monday Talents um, technology capabilities um, as well. Uh, and then um, and then continuing that in terms of uh, industry verticals, um, 
there, we, I, I'm a, I mentioned this. I'm a huge sports fan, so I would love, you know, I'd love to work. I sit on the board of my the so, my soccer team, um, the global board for for them, for example, Global Celt. So um, certainly have a real passion um, for sports, which we, from my perspective, we don't do enough of as well. So would love to um, would love to have um, make you know make more inroads in in into that world. Um, and, you know, basically sports marketing and and which is a very, very broad area as well. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I know personally a lot of people at USC who are in wanting to get into the entertainment and marketing space. You guys are doing such a useful thing. And so really, I think this will be of value to a lot of people. So thank you so much. Fantastic. Well, great to meet you guys. And um, if you have any other questions, just, uh, just give me a shout. Awesome. Yes. Well, Vivek, it's another great episode, as I would assume we both expected. Jamie was really had a really interesting story. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a perspective we don't get to see too often on the recruiting side of things and like how that entire world is. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, what was really interesting to me was like his C-suite recruiting. Um, I just think like, yeah, I must take a lot to, you know, find the right person to like change a whole business like that. Um, and I like how he said it was like a white glove approach. Like you kind of have to find the right fit. So that was pretty cool. No, I kind of going off that point, I found it really interesting how many different type of clients they serve. I think he said they, they serve, you know, private equity firms, which kind of makes sense at the C-suite level. And they also serve like so many different types of like diversity initiatives and diversity programs. So they're kind of really all over the map. But it'll be really exciting to kind of see where they go from from here and would love to see them go into the sports field a little bit more, as Jamie mentioned. So should be exciting. But thank you guys for listening to another great episode. We should have maybe another episode rolling in before the end of August, but should definitely have some more episodes in the month of September. So look out for that and we will see you guys soon.